We are looking forward to the Christmas program, and we're excited about that as well. And all the children will be helping on that, and that is coming up uh, December 11th. So you see that in your, in your announcements. And I won't go over all the announcements, but grab an announcement sheet on your way out. And be sure to sign up for uh, Thanksgiving dinner if you've not done that already. So next Sunday... Um, uh, by the way, we still have our new schedule each Sunday, 10 a.m., and a great time together here. The Bible study, great attendance today for that, and uh, children's Christmas play practice at the same time each Sunday morning. And we're looking forward to the Dice family being with us this next week. All right, uh, Proverbs chapter 20, if you'll join me there, Proverbs chapter 20 in verse 6. Proverbs chapter 20 in verse 6. Welcome, Brandy. Good to have you with us today in church. God bless you. Hunter, good to have you back. And uh, it is good to be in church this morning. My wife and I enjoy this day of the week, and we enjoy worshiping the Lord together in this place. Matter of fact, we enjoy it a lot because it's the reason we moved here. Uh, we moved here for church. I think it's a good reason to move to the community, and we thank God for what He's doing in each of your lives and our lives as well. Proverbs chapter 20, and let's just read the passage starting with verse 1, and we will go down together, look down through with me to verse 7. Verse 1 says, Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. The fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion, whoso provoketh him till anger sinneth against his own soul. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man, read the last phrase with me, who can find the just man walketh in his, what does the next word say? His children are blessed after him. A faithful man who has integrity, who can find? Thank God, God's still raising that kind of breed. They're rare. Thank God for faithful women as well. And I remember I was working for a pastor before, uh, when, we, when we got engaged, my wife and I got engaged on this day seven years ago. And uh, so on the way out, make sure you thank her for saying yes, because you all love her. <laughs> Oftentimes people say, man, we love the pastor's wife and enjoy her company more than the preacher. I said, okay, thank you guys. Well, but just thank her for, for saying yes, okay? If it wasn't for her, her you might not be here. So um, thank God for a blessing that she is to the ministry here. And faithful People, faithful people. I remember um, sitting with a, that pastor that we were working for at the time, and I, he had just—he was going to hire me that that week uh, to work in the school. And I remember he said to me about my wife, he said they don't make that type anymore. And what he meant is a woman of character that will show up and do what she says she's going to do. And you know, aren't you thankful? She shows up and helps and serves and teaches the ladies Bible study. It's such a blessing. A faithful person, a faithful man, a faithful woman who can find. Uh, we need God's grace and help with this this morning. And let's ask the Lord to meet with us right now and use his word to help us. Father, I pray that you would take your word, you would illuminate our hearts, 
and you'd help us to dig into this passage and find what you have for us and be strengthened by it. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And Lord, I pray that you would call out faithful men in the room, that they would choose to be the man who'll stand in the gap, the man who will make up the hedge, the man who will stand before God for the land, for their family, and Lord, who will, who will really make an impact in this community by their faithful spirit. We thank you for what you're going to do and how you're going to work in our hearts. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Families of faith need faithful men. Uh, don't judge a man based upon what people say about him. The opinions of men are often based on the wind of feeling. If you want to be a better Christian, start with becoming faithful. This morning, one of my friends who was an elder in our church in Georgia for a number of years, he was a direct influence on my life, he was an evangelist, and he still is an evangelist to this day. And as a little child, I remember my dad did construction, and we went to his house and built cabinets for him to store all of his books. An evangelist, he loved books. And I remember he lived on a really steep driveway. Now, Brother, uh, Brother Curran now lives in Alabama. And currently, he's traveling around over in Europe, uh, preaching over there. And he put this quote up uh, this, uh, just this morning. I saw it, and I thought it was so appropriate that I wanted to share it with you. He said, if one longs to be a better Christian, he should start by being a devoted church member. One of the greatest impediments to Christ-likeness, and hear this well, is individualism. A biblical church's body and leadership will, in most cases, discourage a believer's tendency to be preeminent. Secondly, the surest measure of being a good Christian is your love for others. Regardless of the person, fight the good fight of faith to love them. Let no past circumstance with any person thwart your will to love them. Furthermore, to be a better Christian, discipline yourself for godliness by daily gazing at Jesus' face without distraction. And by looking to Jesus, we're changed into his glorious character from one degree to the other. These are simple suggestions, but invaluable to the believer's quest to be a better Christian. Notice he says, be a faithful, he says, devoted church member. Love the brethren and man be falling in love with Jesus. Simple stuff to being faithful. Often we are thrown about by every wind. And the Bible says we ought to be faithful. A faithful man, look at verse 6. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. But a faithful man... Who can find? Sometimes folks will describe a church. They'll say, this church is good. That church is good. Why are they good? Why is it a good church? Because they let me do whatever I want to do. Really? I've heard that. It's a good church to go to because nobody keeps me accountable over there. Really? That's a good church. Hmm. I like that church. They're always nice to me. I submit to you that's not the measure of a biblical church. A church that won't care enough to hold a believer accountable isn't a biblical church, and it won't produce vibrant spiritual fruit. Study nature. You go to the apple orchard, you ought to go with me to one of these local apple orchards. We went there. And they had a great deal. You could pick an entire pickup truck load of apples for $100. Now their competition had $75 this weekend. But about a month ago, I picked a truckload of apples. 
They said, go to the back of the orchard. It's the place where only the deer live. Yeah, there's apples on the ground, and so are the thorn bushes. And there's more thorn bushes than there are apples on the ground. It took three hours to fill the truckload when it should have taken about one hour if it would have been in a fruitful part of the orchard. They didn't prune that part. The grass was up all the way to the branches of the trees, and you're reaching in to get an apple off the, off the tree, and you're reaching in to get it off the ground, and you're going, like, where's, where are apples here? And you go reaching, and you get stabbed by another thorn. Look, a fruitful Christian has to let God prune out the thorns, and, and they have to come around the house of faith and get a little pressure so that they can grow. A house of faith that doesn't pressure you to grow is, is really not a house of faith. It's a house of feelings. An orchard left to itself is a disgrace to the industry. And a Christianity that continually uproots their tree and plants themselves wherever they want will not produce fruit. They produce pain to the cause of Christ. You ever go to an apple orchard? And they decide, no, this year we're going to replant our orchard over in the other county because we like that county better. Guess what? You go to that orchard, you ain't going to find any apples on the tree. The Christian who continually uproots themselves produces no fruit. Uh, souls are won faith by faithful men who bloom where God planted them. Ba faithfulness is the basic. It, basics. it leads to fruit in the believer's life. So what is godliness? Uh, uh, those who, who lead you closer to the people of God are the godly. Those who influence and pull you away from the godly are the ungodly. Those who pull you away from your faithfulness are the fearful and unbelieving. And most of the ungodly have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Faithful friends are those who are going to tell you what you do not want to hear to help mature you. Faithful friends. The Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. I remember when my dad did not approve of some things I was doing in my life. And I remember how desperately I tried to convince him that those things were right. And by the way, it was not a matter of morality. It was a matter of relationship. Dad said, that's not, I don't believe this is God's will. I'm like, Dad, but, but it is, based on this, this, and this. I'm glad I had a dad that told me no. I'm glad I had a dad that told me no. Look in our text this morning. We see families of faith need faithful men, Proverbs 20. Look in verse 3. We see honorable men. Honorable men. Verse 3, it says it is an, a what? An honor. For a man to, what does it say? Cease from strife. But every fool, what does he say he'll be doing? Meddling. An honor for a man to cease from strife. It's an honor. Nobody has to know your side of the story. It's okay. It's an honor for a man to cease from strife. Uh, faithful men work hard. They deal with their own problems. And they help God, those God puts in their path. Uh, fools spend their days going around collecting information to spread about others. Their, their mind is a melting pot of gossip. But honorable men, in contrast, they retain trust for decades. 
they retain trust for decades. Unfaithful men have to constantly change their friends to cover their tracks. Don't be a dishonorable man. Honorable men are pleasing to God. Just before the death of the actor W.C. Fields, a friend visited him in the hospital. He was surprised to find this man thumbing through a Bible. He said, what are you doing with a Bible? Fields replied, I'm looking for loopholes on his deathbed. Verse 4 says we ought to work hard. The sluggard, he says, will not plow. Will not plow. You ever work on something nobody else wants to work on? The sluggard says, it's too hard. And they just won't. I can't. And they won't. Verse 4. The sluggard will not plow. Why? By reason of the cold. If you need an analogy, drive up through the Amish country and see them out in the cold part of the evening plowing up their fields. See them out in the early hours of the morning plowing up their fields. They've got a lot more fields to plow up. Uh, they're going to continue to work hard. And he describes in Proverbs 20 that the sluggard, he won't plow by reason of the cold. and says, therefore shall he beg in harvest. And what does the Bible say? He's going to have how much? Nothing. Fred Cradock, in his address to ministers, said the, the following. He said, to give my life for Christ appears to be glorious. He said, to pour out myself for others, to pay the ultimate price of martyrdom, I'm ready to do it. Lord, I'll go out in a blaze of glory. And we think we're giving our all to the Lord. We think it's like we're placing a $1,000 bill on the desk and saying, Lord, this is yours. Here's my life. I'm giving it all. But in the reality, for most of us, when we give our all to him, he hands us back the $1,000 check and says, go to the bank and cash it in change and quarters and spend it 25 cents at a time and 50 cents here and there listening to a neighbor's trouble instead of saying get lost. Going to that committee meeting, giving a cup of water to a, a person in the nursing home, uh, unusually giving our life to Christ is not uh, glorious. It's done with little acts of love, 25 cents at a time. And it would be easy to go out in a flash of glory and we just say, you know what, I'm just going to give my all to the Lord and hopefully he makes a big deal about it for me. He says, no, 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 no. I want you to consistently, faithfully do the same task with love. It would be easy to do it in a flash of glory, but it's harder to live the Christian life little by little over the long haul. And here we're simply seeking at our church to faithfully be found making the same consistent investments in souls over a lifetime. Making the same consistent investment in souls. They say you have to live in a community for seven years before the people believe you're going to stay. Consistency. Uh, verse 5 describes marinating on wisdom. He says, counsel in the heart of man is like, what does he say? Deep Water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So going and getting counsel, asking the right questions. So 
we find honorable men. People I get counsel from are those who cease from strife. Those who have been friends in my life and who have been friends in the lives of others. If they're a new friend, they have some long-term relationships. These things are good. Be honorable. Be honorable. Uh, thank God he's all, there's always a place for second chances. Amen? Uh, but we ought, to be, we ought to be honorable from this day forward. We ought to also be helpful. Notice the position of this man. He is at the altar. He is fervently seeking God. A faithful man, the Bible says, who can find. Helpful men. Helpful men. Everybody needs faithful men in their lives. And most of the time we're just looking for okay men. God says, I want faithful men. And our church, when we take on a missionary for support, we're looking for a missionary that's faithful. Um, have one way that's often proved and helped is when they're here. They got a lot they got to do, maybe scheduling. They got a lot of other things on their plate. But the ones that help out a little bit, we usually take them on for support. They'll be here. Sometimes, you know, the pastor might have just got thrown under the bus that week, and they'll come and they'll say, Preacher, can I mow the grass this week for you? Yep, one of our missionaries did that this summer. They hopped around right the lawnmower, went and cut the grass, took care of it. The next one came the next weekend. They said, they said, the other one just mowed the grass. That's what I wanted to do. They're like, I wanted to serve. What can I do? They're trying to find something to do. Trying to find some way to serve. Uh, they didn't get recognition or attention for it. They did it for the kingdom of God. But look, uh, these are people, many of them we already support. But the ones that we take on are people who, who have a servant spirit. doesn't mean we come in there and want them to be a slave. But they come in with a heart to serve. Just trying to help. Uh, because if they help here, they'll, they'll usually help on the field, uh, wherever they go. Uh, now, Hudson Taylor was over in Birmingham, England. And he was to speak at a meeting at the Severn Street schoolroom. The hostess assured him nobody would attend on such a stormy night. But Taylor insisted on going. I must go there if there's just but one doorkeeper. Less than a dozen people showed up. The meeting was marked, though, by unusual power. By the way, if you sacrifice to go to church and, and you go in bad weather, you came to get a blessing, you came to hear from God, half of those present in that meeting became missionaries or gave their children as missionaries, and the rest were faithful supporters of the China Inland Mission for years to come, supporting Hudson Taylor. Why did they serve God faithfully? Because they were willing to come even when it hurt. And there was a man that was willing to go even when he knew he was not going to get a big audience. If we would just serve God and be helpful, uh, God would increase our, our ways of service. He would increase our horizon. There was an elderly preacher. He was once rebuked by one of his deacons Sunday morning before the service. Pastor, the man said, something's wrong with your preaching and your work. There's only been one person added to the church in the entire year, and he's just a boy. The minister listened. His eyes moistened, and his thin hand was trembling. He said, I feel it all, he replied, but God knows I've done my duty. On that day, the minister's heart was heavy as he stood before his flock. And he finished the message, and he felt a very strong inclination to just resign on that day. After everyone else left, however, though, that one little boy came up to him and said, do you think if I worked hard on my education, I could become a preacher or perhaps a missionary? 
Again, tears welled up in the minister's eyes. He said, Robert, I see the divine hand of God. May God bless you, my boy. Many years later, this an aged, aged missionary returned to London from Africa. His name was spoken of with reverence. Nobles invited him to their homes. He had added many souls to the kingdom of God. He had reached some of Africa's most savage people. His name was Robert Moffat. You should study his life. The same Robert Moffat who years before, as a little boy, had spoke to the pastor on a service when that same man thought about quitting and stopping being faithful. God give us the grace to leave the results to him. Friends, you might not see results right now in your life. Don't give up. Keep planting grass. God produces the harvest. Much more would be accomplished in the kingdom of heaven if each man would simply tend to his own trees and make sure that he in his own life is producing fruit. Helpful men. Any church can be a vibrant place with just a handful of helpful, holy men. A faithful man, the Bible says, shall abound with blessings in Proverbs 28, verse 20. But he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. There is a tendency. Every time somebody tells me, you know what, I'm going to get this amazing job and it's going to pay me awesome. And they'll tell me, it's going to pay me X, Y, Z, $44 an hour, $50 an hour, $60 an hour, $100 an hour, whatever. Usually, man, woman, boy, girl, anybody tells me they got a promotion, usually within less than a month, they're no longer in church again for a long period of time. Why? Money is not the answer, my friend. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but the Bible says, he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. And I always take note. I say, Lord, help us not to be so, so consumed with this life that we forget that it's faithfulness God blesses, not a get-rich-quick scheme. Faithful men love the brethren. And when you love the brethren, you don't leave the brethren. You love them. You love them. Um, aren't you thankful for faithful men who love the brethren? And uh, this, this week, we're, we sure appreciate how God has blessed our church, right? And God's given us, Brother John, this week turned 50, right? And look, if, if you turn 100, okay? None of you are that old. But if you turn 100... And you want us to have, try to have a goal to set a, set a goal to have 100 in church on your birthday? I'm all for it, okay? I mean, whatever, okay? But look, faith, we want to be faithful. We want to be faithful. We want to be found faithful in the end. We want to be found serving the Lord when you're 100 too, amen? All right? Uh, we want to be continually serving the Lord in each uh, day. Where, wherever we're at, faithful men. Jesus died for the church. And families of faith have faithful men who have a clear devoted allegiance to the local church for which their Savior died. It's amazing today how much Bible people have in their head. And they boast of the Bible and they tell me, oh, I'm going to go be a witness to all my friends and neighbors. And I say, friend, where did you go to church last week? Oh, I didn't go. Where did you go to church the week before that? I didn't go. But I'm going to invite all my friends. I want them all to get saved. A faithful man who can find. Most men will proclaim their own goodness. Oh, I was doing this and doing that. Okay, great. But are we faithful when nobody notices if we're doing this or that? Are we faithful? A faithful man shall abound with 
blessings. Look in verse 7. The just man walketh how? In his integrity. You know what integrity is? It's the opposite of most of our politicians. <laughs> Vote well this week. Or not this week, in a couple weeks. Vote well. Vote for life. If you haven't figured out, Every time you go to the gas pump, no matter what they say, all right, they don't care about you, okay? Um, vote for the kingdom of God to be advanced. Vote for people who are going to support the local church. Wouldn't it be great if we got a governor that would actually support the local church in this state? That'd be awesome. We need faithful people. Faithful People. But we, we worry so much about politics here in America that we sometimes forget that the real problem is that the house of God, the people of faith, that's the main issue. Okay, We are so loyal as a nation sometimes to career politicians or to various politicians and we uh, post about them and boast about them and they sometimes have a very immoral life. But you know what we say, well, but they're better than the other alternative, which I agree 100% and I will vote for some of them if they'll stand for right even if they don't have a perfect background, okay? But we don't treat the church with the same respect. We're more critical of Christians. And we don't give Christians the same love and devotion as we sometimes do uh, to politicians. We ought to fear God and we ought to be faithful to the kingdom of God. He died for the church. Charles Spurgeon preached to thousands in London on each Lord's Day. He's been called the Prince of Preachers. Over 5,000 people in church. He says a lot of people. He must have been really good. No, he just had a really great God. You know how his ministry started out? Passing out tracts and teaching Sunday school class as a teenager. When he began to give a short address to the Sunday school, God blessed his ministry of the word and he was invited to preach in little obscure places in the countryside. He used every opportunity he had to honor the Lord. He was faithful in the small things, and God trusted him with greater things. And he said, I am perfectly sure that if I had not been willing to preach in those small gatherings of people in obscure country places, I should have had, never had the privilege of preaching to thousands of men and women in large buildings all over the land. Remember our Lord's rule. Whosoever exalts himself shall be abased. He that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And too many men never become faithful because they're too focused on proclaiming their own independence. He says, most men will proclaim, what does he say? Everyone his own goodness. But a faithful man who can find. Can, do people know where to find you? Do people know where to find you? Can people trust that you will be consistent in your love? It's amazing today how the love for the brethren is so weak and so waning. And if you read the book of 1 John, backwards and forwards, the way that men treat the church house, the way they stop loving the brethren, is a direct demonstration they're not even children of God. If you love Jesus Christ, you cannot just all of a sudden quit loving the brethren. You've got to love them. They're the ones Christ died for. We say, man, we want the lost to be one to Christ. Yes, we ought to love our lost neighbor and bring them to Christ. And I hope you invited some folks this week that, that you invited and you pray that God would bring some people. And maybe they didn't come and you say, Pastor, I wish they would have come. 
I was talking with a guy last night at 6 o'clock at his doorstep, and he was sharing some big needs on his heart. And friend, he's working this morning. That's why he couldn't be in church. But you know what? He said, I've been talking about it. Matter of fact, he said just a few minutes ago, we were inside talking about coming to your church to come church. He said, we haven't been in church in a long time. We need to come to church. Our family needs help. Our grandkids need help. They need Jesus. Look, often it's easy to love somebody as a stranger, and we fail to love the brethren. We ought to love the brethren. And we love the brethren, we cannot leave them. Why? Because we love the Lord who died for them. Jesus doesn't abandon you, and we should not abandon one another in the same way. Loving the Lord, we love the brethren. Uh, too often we can be on this never-ending journey of self-discovery. And we've forgotten the scripture says, Ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. You realize when you and I put our faith in Christ, and you trust in Jesus alone for salvation, your new identity is Jesus. And so it doesn't matter. Uh, you say, well, I, I wish people would think this about me. I, we need to be found to be faithful, helpful men. Serving the Lord. Helpful women. Serving the Lord. Serving the Lord with gladness. Taking the kingdom of heaven to the next generation. May God help us to be faithful to finish this year strong. Faithful to the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God has been working in my heart about this. Being faithful. One of my um, mentors wrote a book about being faithful. And he said, you know, too often we're faithful and then we have a sour attitude to go with it. He says, don't be like that. He said, too often, though, uh, we're unfaithful and got a good attitude. He said, no, 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 don't. Be consistent, be faithful, and be following the Lord. Fleeing from things that are evil and following the Lord Jesus Christ. May it be said of us that, a, that we were faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we loved the kingdom of God so much that every lost person in this community knew our allegiance. Our allegiance is to Jesus and if we're allegiant to Jesus, we'll be allegiant to the church. And look, if this church isn't a good fit for you, that's okay. But we ought to be allegiant. We ought to have a good relationship with the brethren. And, uh, and wherever we go, whatever we do. And if God leads us to go from one church to this church, or from this place to that place, we ought to always have a sweet spirit to the brethren in the process. That demonstrates that we are a child of God. A faithful man will abound with blessings. God does not bless us if we choose to hold grudges. He blesses us if we choose to love those who do not love us in return. May God help us to be found. Because he says the just man walketh in his what? His integrity. Keep your promises. And it says his children are blessed after him. Wouldn't it be great ten years from now you walk back into this room? There's a faithful man. There's a faithful woman. Wouldn't that be great 20 years from now? You walk back into this room, people know there's a faithful man. There's a faithful woman. The faithful abound with blessings. May the Lord help us to be faithful and to be found with a devotion and a dedication, not to our own agenda, not to our own individuality. No, that's hidden in Christ, but to Jesus himself. May the Lord help us with this as we close this morning. Let's stand together for prayer. As we stand, however the Lord may speak to you this morning, maybe there's, maybe there's just some way God speaks to you, and you say, you know what, I want to be a person of faith. 
I want to be faithful to the Lord. And you want to finish well. I want to finish strong. I want to finish well. May the Lord help us to be faithful. I tell you, such a sweet spirit in our church. I appreciate each of you. The sweet spirit you've demonstrated and are demonstrating. Let's continue to love the brethren and we love one another. And if there's any in the room, you've not yet put your faith in Christ. Today you need to do that. Call upon his name. But if you have put your faith in Christ, would you ask the Lord today, Lord, would you help me to be faithful, to be dependable, to be a person of integrity? In the same way that my employer can count on me, the Lord would be able to count on me to be faithful. May it be said of us that we were faithful. Father, we thank you so much for taking your word this morning and speaking to us. A faithful man, you said, will abound with blessings. That's not a prosperity gospel. That is a promise. If we'll just trust you and walk in faith and be faithful even when it doesn't make sense to our feelings, you said you'll bless. And Lord, help us to do that. Help us by the grace of God that the community might see that we are faithful to the very cause of Christ. And the gospel is more important to us than anything else. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for how you're working in our hearts this morning. We pray you'd continue the work that you've begun. As the piano begins to play this morning with our heads bowed and eyes closed, however the Lord might speak to you this morning, if you just want to come and you want to say, you know what, I want to pray and ask God to help to raise up faithful men in this place. Maybe that's your prayer in your heart. You've sought to be faithful. But you just want to ask God to help that he might raise up faithful people in this place. Would you with me pray this morning and ask God to raise up faithful men, faithful women in this place. Ask the Lord to bring them in and to nurture them. Would you today pray and ask the Lord to help you to be faithful? However the Lord might lead you, would you step out from your seat? Would you respond to him? Would you come and pray? Would you ask the Lord for his help? We need him. We desperately need him. We want to ask him to work. song my wife just played may the lord find us faithful is the words to it every day though we live though we die dear what's that song number
398. If you have your hymn book, would you, would you pull it out? Let's sing that before we leave today. 398. Uh, may the Lord find us faithful every day, though we live, though we die. You might not know this song, but it's a good one to go home with today. We'll be 